0: I'm delighted to have True Leaf Market backing on The Ledge Podcast. This Utah-based seed company has been helping gardeners grow since 1974, so what they don't know about sowing and raising healthy plants, well, it's probably not worth knowing. So why not give them a try? U.S. listeners can get 10% off your first purchase at trueleafmarket.com now using the code on the ledge. So, whether you're after some kit to get going with hydroponics, trying to grow some shiitake mushrooms, looking for stackable planters for your herbs, or investing in a whole heap of seeds to grow this year, True Leaf Market has everything you need. True Leaf Market's products come with a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so I know you won't be disappointed. Visit TrueLeafMarket.com now and use the code on the ledge to get ten percent off your first purchase. Hello, and welcome to episode one hundred. Of On the Ledge podcast. Yes, we're into three figures. Welcome to the centenary celebration. Come on in, we're going to have some fun. And in fact, I actually started celebrating earlier this week because Woohoo! On the Ledge won an award the Garden Com. Award for podcast talent, would you know? This is an award for garden communicators that is based in the US. I've won a silver award, uh, which basically means I've been shortlisted with two other excellent podcasts, namely Plant Rama and Hot House by Leah Cherner. So in September I'll find out if I've won the overall gold, but until then, I am absolutely chuffed as we say here in the UK, to get some recognition for the work that I've been doing on the pod. So in this episode, it's a bit different. It's not a normal show, but we will be hearing the top 10 episodes of all time of On The Ledge, uh, bringing back memories of shows you've enjoyed in the past. I'll be telling you some things that I've learnt in the course of making the show, and I'll be introducing my awesome Growlight giveaway. Yes, you get the chance to win a top draw grow light this week. Stay tuned to find out how. But first, I asked you to tell me what on the ledge means to you and lots of you came forward and did just that. And we're going to play you a selection of those messages now. There were a few of you who were a bit too shy to actually voice your own messages. And one person who didn't want to speak their message for reasons that will become apparent. So I got some friends of the show to voice those messages on their behalf.
1: Hi, Jane. This is Mike Diamond from New York City. Congratulations on 100 episodes of On The Ledge, and here's to 100 more. I've loved the podcast since the very beginning. I've learned so much. I feel validated as a plant junkie, as a plant nerd, as a plant addict. Girl, it's like somebody went into my brain to design the perfect podcast for me, and that is On The Ledge. And also, I really enjoy hearing your accent. So here's to another 100 episodes. Right, cheers. Thanks a lot, sweetie.
2: Bye. Hi Jane, wishing you a massive congratulations on your 100th episode of On The Ledge. I've personally learned so much listening to the podcast and the experts that you have on every week. But more importantly, thank you for bringing together a community of people who are so passionate about their hobby and so willing to share their knowledge and even cuttings. So thank you so much and here's to the next 100 episodes
0: hi jane i just wanted to congratulate you on your 100th episode of on the ledge podcast your podcasts have encouraged me to rebuild my love of indoor plants i've even managed to almost kill off an aspidistra, and that's got to be a first looking forward to the next 100 episodes stay leafy hi jane it's
1: aditya here and it's safe to say that i love on the ledge with a capital l I first stumbled across the show when I bought my mum a Pilea and uh, wanted some good care instructions for it. Um, I've basically just been binging on the show since then and waiting with beta breath for every episode since. So, um, thanks for the amazing resource and please keep going. This is Beth calling from Canada. I just wanted to say congratulations on your 100th episode. Um, I just wanna say that your show has really brought me a sense of calm. I'm a mom of two uh, rambunctious little boys, one's two and a half and one is six weeks old. And my house plans have really given me a calm in the chaos of my life right now. And listening to you chit chat um, to other people about their house plans reminds me that In the chaos of my house, there is little islands of calm and those are my house plants. So thank you very much for your show. I love it. I always get a good laugh over uh, some of the fun jokes you have in there and the knowledge is always appreciated.
3: Hi Jane, this is Inés from Buenos Aires. I really love on the ledge. I've learned a lot and it has also inspired me to make my own podcast, Botánica Ligera. So thank you and congrats. I'm housebound, so I tend to make the world come to me.
1: I love having my indoor jungle but do find a lot of people judge my plant obsession. On the Ledge allows me to realise I'm not alone in my love of houseplants and the podcasts are a welcome, planty addition to my week. Jane, it's Peter. This message is to congratulate you on On the Ledge's 100th episode. Isn't it amazing when you consider that the shelf life or the expectancy of a podcast is about six months should it be done every single week you've well out past that at this stage of the game but when you consider that we are in a craft beer craft coffee roastery era of podcasting now and when you go back to 2016 when there were very 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 few independent productions out there Not only have you stood the test of time, but it is genuinely from the heart wonderful to see the Patreon subscribers and the companies who are supporting you to keep that going. I know it takes a lot more than just half an hour or an hour once a week to make it all happen. And I've got such admiration for what I would consider the stalwart or the greatest independent houseplant podcast out there is being done by a woman who, a lady, I should add, who I have such regard and respect for. Congratulations to you all, Encompassing, and best luck with the next 100.
3: Hi, from Chicago, Jane, Um, big fan of the podcast. The biggest impact it has had on my life has been on my Instagram feed. I have followed most of the guests that you've had on and passed their wonderful accounts on to plenty friends. Um... It's just been a really positive impact. My favorite episode is the microgreens episode you had early on. Pretty much since that episode aired, I've had a steady stream of microgreens on my kitchen windowsill. So I also thank you for that, Jane. Um, Happy 100th. Hello, Jane. Congratulations on 100 amazing episodes of On the Ledge podcast. This is Pam. I'm coming from Massachusetts over here in the United States I am one of your patrons and very proud to be one. I found On The Ledge podcast uh, just a bit before going through the worst thing that I have ever been through. I lost my little brother um, very unexpectedly this year and there were a lot of times where I found myself needing something to escape to and something to curl up with in the dark at the end of very hard days. And Jane, you were there for me every single time. I had tons of episodes to go through. I had the back catalog for being a patron with all the extra episodes, and it really, really got me through. And it's a small thing, but it was very big to me. So thank you and congratulations. And here's to another 100 episodes. I love the On The
0: Ledge podcast. I've learned so much from it, from how to care for calatheas and marantas, which are my favourite plants of all time, to who's worth following on Instagram. I tend to listen while watering the plants and pottering around the house, doing bits and bobs, or on a Sunday afternoon when I'm too hungover to move from the sofa. And it's so lovely to be able to ask questions and share photos and ideas, and a love for growing things on the Facebook group. Thanks, Jane. I just wanted to say thank you very much, On The Ledge I used to be a real plant killer, but
1: now I have a house full of lovely plants and a greenhouse full of veg. So thanks
3: very much, Jane. Howdy, this is Joe from Seattle. On the Ledge has been a big part of my self-taught plant learning so far. My long-term goal is to go to grad school to research how plant community ranges and compositions shift during climate change. Jane's appearance on the In Defense of Plants podcast is what got me thinking about how much I really have to learn simply by trying to keep plants alive and watching them grow and or die. On the ledge episodes are always in the back of my mind as I'm troubleshooting challenges with my plants. And the lessons I've learned from the show also guide how I observe plant behavior when I'm out in the field. Thanks a lot for that.
2: I've listened to every episode from day one and gone back to listen again. I always listen when I'm dog walking. Walks last longer as I always have to pause to look up pictures so our Scotty dog gets the benefit too. Looking forward to the next 100. On my way home and husband's first words will be not another bloody plant. Where are you going to put it? He loves them of course and pleased I'm not buying cigarettes and as much wine. Thanks Jane. Hello Jane. Thank you so much for your wonderful show. Greetings from Finland. Bye bye.
0: Listening to On the Ledge allows me to engage with something that's got nothing to do with all the stresses in life or my education or university or my other responsibilities. It's nice to just be able to look after something that helps me reconnect with nature. Um, yeah, and to be part of a group of people that all have the same goal, that all have the same interest. It's really nice. It sort of builds a real sense of community, and On the Ledge has really helped me be part of that community. Last year, I was violently assaulted whilst walking to work. Whilst I've mostly recovered physically, psychologically, it's been much tougher. I've been scared to go outside on my own. I've worked hard in therapy to start walking outside alone again. However, I haven't always felt on my own. Listening to On the Ledge with Jane has felt like taking a friend with me, talking about my passion, houseplants. It's let me focus on something positive when I've been scared.
1: My indoor garden is thriving. Thank you and your guests for
2: everything you do.
0: Well, well, I promised myself I wasn't going to cry in this episode, but that has brought me pretty close. Uh, There's a couple more I wanted to read out. Listener MJ said, since finding On The Ledge and then also the Facebook group, I've massively improved my houseplant knowledge and now I'm much more likely to try new things and new plants because I've got so many people to go to for advice. I'm disabled and when I'm too ill to get out of bed, I catch up on On The Ledge early episodes. Listening to these really helps me focus on something other than the pain and I get to increase my plant knowledge at the same time. I'm also dyslexic and find most books a really difficult way to absorb information, but podcasts and YouTube videos make it much easier for me to learn. Thank you. Well, thank you, MJ, for being a dedicated listener. And last but not least, Ezra got in touch to say, Hoya, Jane. Yes, I get you, Ezra. I wanted to get a message in for the 100th episode. Well, here we are. Here's your message. This podcast is the main one I listen to at work while I deliver the mail. It's kept me going through 100 degrees Fahrenheit summer days through to minus 60 Fahrenheit. Woo! Blimey, that's a range. Since starting to listen to this podcast around the first Alice Fowler episode, my collection has grown to 300 plus plants. I absolutely love this show and can't wait to listen to the 100th episode on my golden birthday. I can't think of anything better. Oh, Ezra, thank you so much. I hope that that has given you some idea of the amazing scope scale and range of impacts that On The Ledge has had on its listeners and it makes me really proud and happy to hear that. While I'm pulling myself together let's hear from the other sponsor for this week's show. I'm grateful to announce that this week's episode is sponsored by the dedicated team at youhadmeatgardening.com. You Had Me at Gardening is an indoor gardening website recently launched that focuses on giving readers the best advice on how to genuinely care for plants. These enthusiastic indoor gardeners are here to teach you how to take care of your indoor garden and recommend the best tools to do it. They're giving away several indoor herb garden kits they've personally reviewed to their followers so make sure you check out youhadmeatgardening.com for more details. And follow them on social media. On Twitter, they're yhma gardening, and on Instagram and Facebook, you'll find them as @youhadmeatgardening. Do keep an eye on their website as they'll soon launch an exclusive, fully personalised floral card deck with original watercolour designs. And don't forget to go to youhadmeatgardening.com for a chance to win a herb garden kit. And now we come to the segment of the show, which is called Ask Me Anything. I put out a request a couple of weeks ago for anyone with a burning question for the presenter of On The Ledge. Yes, that's me to answer. And I got a great response. And I'm going to answer a few of your questions today. So let's kick off with Jen wanted to know if I ever feel as if I have too many plants. The answer to that is definitely, Um, especially over the last few months where the show has made me, forced me to buy more plants because there's just so many interesting plants out there that I want. But at the same time, it's made my life incredibly busy. Other work, Family, dog, volunteering and somewhere in the middle of all that looking after my plants. Uh, So a few plants have had to be jettisoned along the way. I have Marie Kondoed the hell out of my collection and realised that if a plant isn't bringing me joy, then it needs to be farmed out to friends or put on a Facebook group to be picked up by some eager person or sometimes even consigned to the compost heap if it's not doing very well. Yes, I am thinking of you, Colathia Rufi barber. <laughs> uh, that's when I lost to a hideous spider mite infestation. So yes, it's, I always say that Everyone has a number of houseplants that's right for them. It might be one, it might be 2000 and you need to find that number and that number may fluctuate through life as your life changes. So don't be afraid to size your collection up or down to suit you is what I would say on that. Elizabeth asked, is there a houseplant you really hate? Well, long term listeners will remember that I had a bit of a weird phobia of African violets, inexplicably, but I think the episode with Annie Reek did cure me of that, and I do now have one uh, small African violet, one dwarf African violet, uh, which is called Senx Alchemy. I think it's called Senx Alchemy. I'll get that right. Um, and I did have another one, but unfortunately I lost that to hideous uh, root mealybug infestation. So yes, African violets, I'm okay with them now. Uh, and I've said it before on the show, but I'm really not personally desirous of a fiddle leaf fig in my life. And poinsettias, just just no, just, just no. Jessica asked on the Facebook group, whether there's a plant that I love but I manage to kill every time. Crotons and maidenhair ferns, you can just do one. That's the short answer to that question. June wanted to know what's the weirdest horticultural question I've ever been asked. Well, once I was giving a talk to a gardening group in a sleepy village in the English countryside and I'd given a long spiel about composting and what you can put in and what you can't put in and how to make it work and why I love composting and all that. A subject for another podcast possibly. And uh, an elderly man piped up for the back and said, is it okay to put used nappies, uh, Americans out there, I'll translate that for you. That means used diapers onto the compost heap. And I, ugh, I kind of I was visibly repulsed (laughs) and I sort of shouted, no, don't put used nappies on the compost heap, whatever you do. So I think he got the message. Steve asked how hosting on the ledge has changed my own houseplant habits. Well, as I said before, it, it has just meant that I bought a lot more plants. And I think it's also taught me that there's nothing wrong with loving a plant that isn't in vogue just because nobody else is growing that weird little Plant that you love. That doesn't mean that it's uh, not a totally valid and wonderful thing for you to have. You love what you love, and that quite frankly is the end of it. Max wanted to know what's the one piece of advice you'd give your younger self. Um this is a really good question and I did think about this quite long and hard. I would say to my younger self, don't worry. This is going to get better. I think there's this weird myth that oh your teenage years or your 20s are the best years of your life. Oh, look, how amazing. What an amazing time to be young. Um, and for many of us, I simply don't think that's true. So. I would say to my younger self, it is life is going to get immeasurably better and more fulfilling as you get older. So don't despair if life is a bit miserable right now. So, you know, if anyone out there is thinking, oh, things are never going to get better. Nobody understands me. Please don't give up. The very thing that you may feel makes you an outsider, an outrider, an oddball, Somebody that other people just don't get may be the thing that makes you a really fascinating, magnetic, wonderful person to be around. So just a little public service announcement there. Um, I do think I have grown, uh, grown down as I've got older. In other words, I think I've become more like the true me as I've got older, if that makes sense. Not being shackled anymore by others' expectations of, of what I should be like. And I think in my case, the experience of having children has kind of freed me up from a lot of worry things that I used to worry about in the past silly things um office politics um that kind of stuff I just don't worry about anymore because at the end of the day if if the day doesn't end with blood and screaming I'm good I will live another day and life goes on so that is that is what I'd kind of say to myself um my younger self and anyone perhaps anyone who's listening to the show who's going through difficult times uh, I think it's easy to be stuck in that bubble where you think things are never going to change but you know what things are always changing and you can make things change so there you go that's my uh, my thoughts uh, for myself and for anyone else listening who's struggling right now oh that got a bit that got a bit serious and a bit uh, intense but not usually the content of the show but seeing as it's my hundredth episode what the heck? That's uh, what I wanted to say. So I said it. And I hope that's given you a bit of an insight into me and what I'm all about. Coming up soon, the top 10 episodes. But first, let me tell you about my giveaway. If you love grow lights, but you want something that's going to look really stylish in your home, then a mother life grow light is what you need. And I'm giving one away. So you've got a chance to win one. Take a look at the show notes for full details on how to enter. But let me tell you a bit more about what's up for grabs. One lucky listener somewhere in the world, and you can be anywhere in the world to enter, has the chance to win a wonderful tabletop. Grow light from a company called Mother. They do ship internationally, so don't worry, wherever you are, you will get your grow light if you happen to win. This is a beautiful white colored grow light. It's not going to give you those weird purple and pink hues that you get with some LED grow lights. It's very beautiful. You can sit it on a tabletop and have a number of plants underneath it. It's super easy to set up and it looks great, which is very important. So if you want the chance to win this grow light, worth over 200 US dollars, then visit my show notes at JanePerone.com for full details and terms and conditions. But in essence, all you need to do is drop me an email to podcast at gmail.com. And I will pick a winner at random using some very snazzy software just make sure you include the word grow light in your subject line. Once the competition has closed, the competition closes at 11.59pm BST on Sunday, July the 7th, 2019. So you've got to get your email in my inbox by that date and time if you want to be considered. Uh, It's one entry per person and get your email to me and you will be in with a chance of winning. This is just my way of saying thank you to all of you guys. I'm for the Grow Light out of my own funds. It's a product that I've tried and tested myself and really enjoyed. And so I wanted to give you the chance to win one yourself. So drop me that email and fingers crossed, you're the lucky winner. And now it's time to hear our top 10 episodes of On the Ledge of All Time. And we're bringing back a voice that you may recognise from the early episodes My friend Mark Hamilton, voiceover artist extraordinaire, is bringing us the On The Ledge podcast top 10 episodes. Here we go.
2: Well, it's a momentous occasion. On The Ledge with Jane Perrone has reached 100 episodes. Wow. I know, right? Um, 100. So what we thought we'd do is do a countdown of the top 10 episodes of all time. Here we go. Coming in at number 10, we have episode 78, Houseplant Hoarding. How many houseplants is too many?
0: Jane speaks to hoarding expert Joe Cook to find out. What are the things we need to think about when we're sort of deciding if we've got an issue with hoarding plants i
1: think it's when you fail to start opening up the plants that you've ordered when they begin to die when you you haven't you become so overwhelmed with your collection that you don't do anything with them and where are they going to go and and i've been into people's homes where there are literally unopened packets of seeds and plants that have been delivered and they they remain unopened and and almost hidden from me because they feel embarrassed and ashamed that that they haven't planted them or haven't given them to the friends or or done anything
2: with them in at number nine we have episode 75 do houseplants clean the air well yes and no Jane gets the lowdown on houseplants as air filters in an interview with scientist Curtis Gubb. What we found really is that with CO2 removal, it sort of links quite heavily to to the water loss of plants. So plants that need water in more, i.e. the peace lilies, which are much more difficult than other houseplants to keep and, and need more water in and more care, are actually the best at CO2 removal. As we journey towards the number one slot, we find ourselves at number eight, episode eighty four forest cacti part one Easter Christmas, and Thanksgiving cacti Mark Preston explains epiphytic cacti and how to care for them there was a a view some some years ago that you had to um, keep the plant facing the same way while the buds were growing, and that if you tried to turn it round, the buds would somehow twist themselves to try and face the light or whatever and fall off Uh, that i think is is completely untrue Uh, i actually deliberately tried uh doing this with a plant which had 200 buds and i turned it 180 degrees to see what would happen and absolutely nothing happens coming in at number seven we have episode 83 scott Kane of boys with plants Australian plant fluencer Scott Kane explains how he ended up writing a book about the hunks of horticulture, of which I am clearly one. Ooh, I say. <laughs>
0: one thing that strikes me is I never knew so many pet men gardened in their pants. Uh, well, I have a theory. <laughs> Sorry, I should. <laughs> yeah. I guess a lot of these are tropical plants. It's probably quite warm. I can imagine that's why they just have to strip down. But um. I'm sure it's
2: not because their photos, the the, the cameras, come out and I just want to pose a little bit. But yes, climbing towards the halfway mark, we find ourselves at number six, which is episode ninety: fertilisers for house plants. Nutrients knowledge dispensed by RHS expert Lee Hunt. Well done, Lee. Most plants will need three main
1: nutrients so we've got nitrogen potassium and phosphorus now nitrogen is to help good leafy growth and good general growth potassium
2: is for flowers and fruit and you'll sometimes hear that referred to as potash and then phosphorus is good for root growth well we're at the halfway mark now in our top 10 countdown of on the ledge episodes of all time and at number five we have drum roll please we have a drum roll. No. Okay, we have episode fifty-eight: indoor ferns. Fussy, delicate, dropping dead at the drop of a hat. Growing ferns indoors isn't easy, but Jane lets you into some fern secrets.
0: If you're really searching for that maiden hair look, there is one option which I'll offer to you. And regular listeners to the show will remember when I got this plant. It's called Diddy McLeaner trunk oh man let's try again i need to get her say on by my side for this one diddy mcleaner truncatula it's also known as the cloak fern or the mahogany maidenhair fern i'm not going to say it's super easy mine does go crispy if it isn't regularly watered but it definitely is easier than the maidenhair so this one is definitely worth a look if you are a maidenhair fan and just depressed by how much you're spending on what turn out to be dead plants
2: At number four, we have episode 81, Botanical Latin Explained. If you don't know your Monstera Deliciosa from your Sissus Antarctica, this is the episode you need. Obviously, I don't. I know Latin like the, well, you know, the back of my hand, Carpe Diem, all that sort of stuff. But uh, yeah, you might need it. So uh, listen in. Episode 81, Botanical Latin Explained. Number four, wonderful episode. Uh, oh and my! My absolute favourite is uh, Scaptia beyoncei. Um, so if you become if you become a bit as famous as Beyonce, uh, then you might have something named after yourself. Uh, actually, it's a, bit, it's a very appropriate name because it's actually a fly, Scaptia, in genus Scaptia, and uh, uh, and it is it, it, like Beyonce, and certainly one of the photographs I've seen of her has a perfectly round and golden rear end. At number three. Climbing ever higher towards that elusive number one spot, we have episode 86 Houseplant Styling with Rob Stakowitz. Master of horticulture Rob Stakowitz gives Jane a tour of his beautiful London home and explains why grouping houseplants together keeps them happy.
0: The worry is that we're in a fad. A faddish time yes. when house plants are in fashion, yes. and that this is all going to come crashing down.
1: Yes, and it's a big worry of mine. Well, I don't, I don't stay awake at night, but I'm concerned that um, now that people have gone into um, loving house plants and it's sort of all through social media, um, how do we keep that going? And I think lots of people will sort of copy what they see on Instagram and sort of recycle the same ideas and the same, you know, the same setups that they photograph their plants in. And so what we end up seeing is loads of houseplants, but they all look the same.
2: And we have two to go. What has the number one spot? I hear you cry. Well, you'll have to wait because we're at number two. Yes, at number two in our top ten countdown, we have episode 55, James Wong's Houseplants, part one. He's the botanist with the apartment full of weird and wonderful plants, so Jane pays a visit to find out about his coffee table terrarium and his indoor lily growing in a salad bowl. If you go to the average British garden centre, you'll see a sea of phalaenopsis orchids and kentia palms. And that's why people have not been getting into houseplants for years. You know, one of the reasons why I wasn't into houseplants, even though I grew up with them and kind of obsessed with them, um, was partially the fact that I thought I would move, but partially I was never tempted when I went to any garden centres. Well, we've finally reached it. We've counted down from 10 to 2 of the top 10 on the ledge podcasts of all time, and we've reached that hallowed number one spot. What could it be? Need some sort of fanfare here, Jane. Any, any, anything you've got here? Fanfare? Hmm. Oh. Oh. Uh, hang on a minute. Not sure. Trumpets. Glockenspiel. Somebody taking a sharp intake of breath. Anything to build a bit of tension here? Come on, my darling. You've done a hundred episodes. Show me what you've got.
0: Okay. This is literally all I've got.
2: Well, I guess that'll have to do. It's number one, and it was episode 82, Growing Hoyers, a.k.a. the wax plant. Jane finds out how to grow wax plants with expert grower Doug Chamberlain. And yes, what an episode that was. Well done. Here's to the next 100.
0: Is there any particular Hoya that is your absolute favorite? Well, I've always said if I could only grow one Hoya, it, it would probably be Hoya Cumingiana. And
2: uh, it's it's not that spectacular looking Hoya, but I, it has a lovely scent of uh, of cinnamon and spices. It grows very rapidly so that you could um, you could do any number of things with it you could even wrap it around a topiary if you wanted to frightfully good i'm hoping you can tell me how to grow venus flytraps. i keep buying them from the hardware store and they die within about five minutes ridiculous come on jane tell me how do you grow those venus flytraps? i want to to feed it some flies.
0: (laughs) Well, of course, that's episode 32, Mark. Go back in the archives and have a listen. Uh, Thank you very much, though, for presenting our top 10 episodes of On The Ledge. I hope everyone enjoyed that. And now we'll seamlessly segue into a little chat about what I've learnt through making On The Ledge. Thing one, I have learnt that plant people the best people. In case you are in any doubt whatsoever, I have to emphasize this. I have not come across a single listener or plant person who hasn't been absolutely charming, generous and definitely passionate about what they do and that's one of the reasons that doing this show is such a delight. Every single one of you whenever I've got in touch with anyone has been absolutely delighted to talk to me and we're all busy but you've all given up your time to lend your voice or your ears or your money or your recommendations to On The Ledge and that really has meant the world to me in the past two and a bit years. Thing two, podcasting is hard. (laughs) Making a weekly podcast when you have another life going on uh, away from it is tough and it's a steep learning curve. And I'm very glad that I've got such a lovely audience who've forgiven me the many gaffes and mistakes technical problems and all the other issues that I've had along the way. I'm still learning my craft and figuring out how to do things so thank you for bearing with that. If you are inspired to start a podcast as at least one listener has been then please do let me know and if it's gardening related I can possibly help you with some resources to get started on that. I would say anyone who's got a love for plants and gardens and wants to get that across in an audio form should definitely Definitely look at podcasting but don't be in any doubt it's a tough tough road to follow and you'll find you spend a lot of your time staring at a waveform in fact I think I know the waveform for er and fantastic off by heart because I think those are my two most frequently used words in the podcast thing three Never underestimate people's thirst for really in-depth information about plants. I've been amazed that some of the most popular episodes I've done have been those that have really have been quite technical and covered quite difficult things. And you've always been delighted to hear about stuff like crassulation, acid metabolism. Anthocyanins and God knows what else. Uh, but it's an indication that people don't want this stuff to be dumbed down. They want to know all about their plants and they're prepared to go in a deep dive. To get that information and that is a wonderful thing that said i am aware that i've never really done a kind of back to basics episode with advice for somebody who really is just starting out with their very first plant so i'm planning that in an upcoming episode so if you can think of a plant that you think is a really great starter plant for a newbie then do let me know and i can add that to my short list of plants that i want to feature in that episode Think four, am I up to think four yet? I've lost track now. Uh, well, think four, there is nothing more satisfying than growing a plant to maturity from seed. It is just an amazing thing to do. So if you've never taken part in the On The Ledge Sew Along, then I would sincerely ask you to think about it for next year or even this year. It's something that you can get started with at any time, really. There are seeds you can sow all year round. So If you've never tried it, please do consider giving growing houseplants from seed a go. And thing five, the best way to look after a plant is to look at it. When I say that, what I mean is the more time you spend observing your plants, the way they move, the way the soil changes, the way they grow, the more you will understand what they need. Uh, So if you want to really look after a plant, then make sure you're looking at it every day and observing the changes that are going on in that plant. That really is one of the key ways that you can learn. It's all very well having apps and sensors and all that kind of thing, but really your eyes and your ability to touch, smell, feel your plants is really what will make you into a good plants person. That seems like a really nice point to end this little section on. I hope that has given you some food for thought and I'd love to know what you have learned from on the ledge if you haven't already told me. Before I go, I just want to let you know that if you're a Patreon subscriber, your reward for my reaching 100 patrons or more is now available at my Patreon site. Wonderful listener and Facebook group moderator Nathaniel Ollis has created an incredible piece of art for you to download if you are a Patreon subscriber of any level. The work is titled Hubris. It's a digital image that you can download, but it's actually a combination of a woodblock, coloured pencil and watercolour illustration featuring uh, and a picture plant. But I'm not really doing it justice by describing it that way. Um, Nathaniel's artist's note reads, it's ironic how we take plants from something that is simultaneously seen as extremely harsh, yet extremely tranquil nature where they thrive and bring them somewhere that we view as both dull and pampered. Indoors, where they are ill suited. This piece uses the visual strictness of woodblock against the softness of watercolour. It's a lovely piece of work, and I'm very proud to have commissioned it for On The Ledge Patreon subscribers. So, if you want to get your copy, you need to be a Patreon subscriber. If you're not and you want to find out how, then visit the show notes and all will be revealed. I am very proud to say I currently have 132 people who are donating monthly to On The Ledge and uh, that is a really good feeling and I love to give back to you guys so do enjoy that exclusive print it won't be available anywhere else other than Patreon and thank you so much to Nathaniel for putting it together and working so hard on it he is one of the many listeners who contribute in lots of different ways to the show and I'm very grateful to Nathaniel and to Amy Brooke-Noel for moderating the Facebook group which is a wonderful place to be. If you're not a member head on over there and answer the questions and the doors shall be open to you. It's called Houseplant Fans of On The Ledge. As this very special episode draws to a close, there are many people I need to thank. First and foremost, my husband, Rick, my children, and yes, I've got to include Wolfie the dog. They have to survive living in a jungle as they quite frequently describe it and have to live with me spending many hours hunched over a laptop making this show. So thank you to them for making it all possible. I should also thank Ruth Barnes at Chalk and Blade for providing me with early advice when I started the show. Joff Elphick, who helps to edit many episodes of this show. My admin person, Kelly Westlake, who you also heard in the tribute section voicing one of her messages. She is helping me currently keep the uh, wheels on the bus. So thank you for that, Kelly. You have been a great help. To Nathaniel and Amy, my Facebook moderators. To Peter Donegan for giving me the push I needed to start the show in the first place. Thanks to all the other podcasters who've helped and inspired me and set the ball rolling. From Susie Buttress of The Casual Birder to Andrew O'Brien of Gardens Weeds and Words. To Helen Zaltzman of The Illusionist and Charles Commons of It's All Cobblers To Me podcast for voicing messages in the tribute section. To every single guest who's given up their precious time to talk to me and to all of you for listening. And finally, to my patrons. I'm going to end the show with a call out to every single one of you, all 132 of you. What can I say but thank you. And I must also play you my outtakes, bloopers, and silly moments reel from 100 episodes of making On The Ledge. But before I do that, I just need to credit the music in this week's show. The ad music was provided by the Heftone Banjo Orchestra with the tracks Whistling Rufus and Dill Pickles. The music in the tribute section was Quasi-Motion by Kevin MacLeod and Jazar with Please Listen Carefully. That was the music used for the top 10. And of course, you also heard Roll Jordan Roll by The Joy Drops. The music you're about to hear is Love Wins by Lee Rosevere, And this track, which is Josh Woodward's Oh Mallory. All these tracks are licensed under Creative Commons, and you can find details at janeperone.com. It's not microphones. Hello, this is episode 100. I'm a bum. You're a bum. <laughs> Everybody is a bum. <laughs> Everybody on the uh, on the universe is a bum. Take your collar off, you don't have noise. There we go, good dog. Right, you're gonna be quiet for me, Wolf. Yeah, you're gonna be a good dog. Okay, oh my stomach's rumbling, that's not, that's, whoa, it's all going pear-shaped. That's not a good start. Okay, well, <laughs> let's give it a go. Hello and welcome to On The Ledge Podcast, the pod, oh, no. <laughs> oh, let's try again. Hello, good evening and welcome. My name is Jane Perrone and I'm coming to you from Bedfordshire. It's a very, very lovely place. Yes. Two. Excuse me. Oh. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. This is Jane Peron testing her new microphone. One, two, one, two. Do I sound like a roadie yet? And it suggested that that then stops other seed from germinating below the plant. In other words, reducing the com- competition from other plants. What? Okay, I'm coming. Thanks so much for joining me. Oh, I've just seen a greenfinch in the garden. I have not seen a greenfinch in the garden for so long. Oh, that's so exciting. I love green finches. I do hope you enjoyed that. That was my son at the start deciding to take over as presenter of On The Ledge. (laughs) It really makes me smile listening to that and I hope it did the same for you. And finally, time to say some Patreon thank yous. First, a shout out to those of you who've joined the ranks of Patreon supporters this week. That's Gretel, Gillian, Simon, Ruth, Ellie and Amy. And now... I'm going to read all of your names. Here goes Casey, Cody, June, Nikki, Anthony, Ezra, Stephen, Victoria, Ellie, Simon, Ruth, Gillian, Marcy, Ida, Kevin, Ailsa, Julie, Jane, Crablady, Drew, Laura, Sally. Daniel, Leanne, Stephanie, Thomas, Macaulay, Jennifer, Elise, Linby, Eleanor, Brandon T, Caroline, Anna, Stephanie, Veronica, another Jennifer, Paul, Robin, Pam, Patricia, Aris, Katie, Amy, Callum, Joe, Harry, Rebecca, Emma, Jacqueline, Richard, Emilia, Mariana, Abigail, Erin, Douglas, Daphne, Elaine, Constance, Linda, Matthew, Corey, Courtney, Jessica, Andrew, Jen, Tara, Leighton, Shannon, another Eleanor, I'm sure we've already had an Eleanor, Naomi, Anat, emily rachel emma kathy al andy tina stephanie nicole colin flitterhob millennial garden club cara suzanne anna stephen caroline with a k darcy fiona madeline eric catherine dave joe erin Debbie, Ellie, Susan, Sabine, Leonora, Adicha, Henriette, Sasha, May, Joseph, Miriam, J.C., Tommy, Kelly, Corrie, Brenda, Dylan, Leah, Sarah, Tony, Andrew, Judy, Frank, Midge, Gretel. Jess, Joel, Starlight Botanist, Doug, Jess, Stephanie, May Trang, Josella, Kate, Eva, April, Jasmine, Amanda, Wendy, Jennifer, Beth, Adam, Ashley, Ben, Rachel, Casey, and Julianne. Well, thank you, all of you. I shall see you next week.